What's your name? Say it. It doesn't matter what your name is. Say my name. What's your name? What? What is your name? Tony. You're listening to Don't Call Us Anthony Podcast. All guest views and opinions are their own. But don't worry, the hosts will share theirs so you can call them opinionated. But just don't call them Anthony. And now, the hosts of Don't Call Us Anthony, Cooley and Tony. Don, uh, I am excited to have you on the Don't Call Us Anthony podcast. Uh, This is going to be great, man. Excited to have you on. And obviously, you just got to meet my buddy Cooley for a couple seconds. So, uh, dude, we're going to get into it, man. I think, (laughs) I was thinking about this earlier today. The first time I met you was on the set of Designated Driver. (laughs) I think that was like what back in two thousand what man. That's that was a, uh, well, that was, it, it must have been two thousand six, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, it's gotta be something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the first time I met you. And then a couple years later, I think um, I noticed you were doing the uh, the bodybuilding thing. You know, you getting all jacked, and I was like, I gotta hit up this guy and see what his deal is. You oh. know, and. Uh, and then uh, we were, um, you were training me for a little bit. That was cool. And then, um, and then after that, we weren't hanging before that. That was that was strictly off of the how I had met you from designated driver. We got in touch on Facebook, and then it was just you went right to training. We that's how we did it. That's what I remember. Yeah, because I remember I hit you up and I had asked you some questions. I think I met you at like Brood Awakening. Yes. <laughs> and you were talking to me about like you know what are you trying to do and what are your goals and stuff. And then. Um, and then we finally, I pulled the plug and we ended up uh, meeting up and working out for a while. And then um, after that, um, you had told me when we were working out that you were uh, getting into the real estate business. And uh, I'll never forget this. You said, uh, I said, you know, when I look for a house, I was like, maybe I'll hit you up. And you said, yeah, you better hit me up. You said, you think I'm doing this for fun? <laughs> and, so, and so I ended up, I ended up hitting you up and um Hey man, you got us. You got Beck and I into our first house, man, and our second house, which is where I am right now. So, well, you know, honestly, that that time of my life was very was very unique in a way that um, I would wake up at five a.m., gym clothes on, train people, uh, then do my workout, change my clothes, get on a suit do calls, uh, you know, meet with clients, show property, change my clothes, get into a, 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 a I used to wait tables as well at night. And then yeah. after waiting tables at night, if the night was, if I cut out, got cut out early, I'd, I'd work at the gay bar, you know, that's right. I do a, I do a night or two at the, at the gay bar. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What and was then your, you were, what was your that's position there? That's right. <laughs> That's where you got what, what was your position at the gay bar? What was my position? Yeah, and I and I don't mean your sexual position. I mean like what, what did you do? I was a top. I was a top. <laughs> top of the bar. Top of the bar. I was a bartender. I typically did uh uh karaoke night on on see that? This there he is. There he is. What a baller. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he made an appearance. That's awesome. Surrounded by pussy. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, me too. And, uh, me too. <laughs> I used to bartend at, 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 uh, on the karaoke night. So what I loved about that was it was also a part of, um, obviously, we got really nice, fast cash. But then also, um, they'd hand me the mic. I'd grab the mic. I'd be singing behind the bar and, and, and have a great time. And it was, it was a really nice, easy way to make money, for sure. That's nice. awesome, man. And you uh, were down at uh, Treehouse Tavern, too, at one point, right? uh and yeah it was yeah because i remember somebody i knew was like i saw your your realtor there i was like don they were like yeah who's that trio's tavern it was like oh all right cool i didn't know that well that was that was part of the game like I, I don't have any any reservations about um you know the way i saw it my mindset was i have to be in a i have to if i'm gonna like inch my way into the business and be successful i have to be i, I couldn't do a factory job nine to five where i didn't where I was, you know, doing one thing with, with the restaurant. It's a unique in that way where uh, your whole idea is to change tables, turn, turn people over, new people, new people. And if you actually have an ear for this business of, of real estate, you can hear, oh, yeah, Johnny bought a house. Donnie, oh, yeah, my, my uncle's selling his house. I, I don't know who to use. Like, you, you hear that stuff in the restaurant. Um, and that's how I got the majority of my my business early on was through the restaurant and of course you know doing cold calls and stuff but gotcha gotcha yeah now what what got you into real estate or like originally like what was the, the push i mean obviously there was a reason why you decided to pull the plug and and choose that as a career path uh you want the real story of course yeah full disclosure let's let's hear it <laughs> uh i'm not gonna give any names um, no that's fine um the long short story is, uh i was i was just i just had gotten married um and i think it was 2012 at the time and uh i was sitting at dinner with my then wife now ex-wife but then wife um and she had mentioned a friend of mine uh because the uh, this guy that i i know he works at the same he's been at the same job like a, a retail spot you know mm. he's been at the same job for like 15 20 years minimum wage what, whatever anyway she she said she said to me in passing oh my god your friend so and so what doesn't he ever want to do something does it, 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 it and i'm listening to her saying this and i it was me it was my i was working at the same dead-end job i was i had that same mindset of okay i'm making just enough just just enough to get by just enough to do this and at the time you know i was going through that that phase of like what is it to be a man i'm married now what mm. kind of thing and and um real estate to me equated to uh uh freedom uh in in a way that uh um I ended up doing a, uh, actually, I was doing a play at the time. It was called Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I'm not sure if you've been. Familiar. Oh my, that's an awesome play. Who did you play? Wait, I, I didn't know. Uh, Dave, Dave Smith, right? Dave Smith. Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. Ed, that's... Ed Harris's character. Yeah. Ed Harris. Yeah. That's you awesome. Tell, you know how you say it about the Indians? And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I played him and I was actually researching that role because I you know at the time big Marlon Brando guy I was method acting I was all you know so I would follow my friend who I was living with 
I heard he got his license. So I'm like, tell me about it. I started following him around during the day. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this, this guy is living the life that I want to live. Mm. He's got no boundaries, no, no, no fucking curfew. It, it is, it, he's, he's absolute freedom. His whole day is how he determines it to be. And I, I really got turned on by that. And it, it, it stuck with me to a point where I, I, obviously got the license and and went for it you know so for sure and i know that um multiple times you had said when we were kind of looking at houses you know um you're like oh i haven't worked a day in my life since yeah. like back in this you know yeah you, you don't really see it as work anymore no i don't know? i don't and i feel guilty like today i actually today um knock on wood I'm, where i'm living now on federal hill i own the property across the street um sold it today nice man i bought it in 2017 for eighty nine thousand. i just sold it for two hundred and seventeen thousand. <laughs> that's awesome so, hey so congratulations just, dude the math on that, i'm not gonna say the number on what I, but that's a nice fucking little bump an early yeah. start of the week and it's a nice i don't even know why i started talking about it why did i start fun it's 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 like that is if you're trying to build something um I, and that's what i try to instill in my agents that that work in my office is like you got to figure out the why like your your why has to be very strong enough to uh because because there is a bit of monotony to it yeah it's a, it's work yeah but the the pleasure that you get out of the 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 journey so to speak overall is where i speak to that i'm saying that it's not work you know mm -hmm. for sure and, and the i return, know that... the return the, the return can be so great is what is what's great you know for sure for sure um i think one of the interesting things too that I find fascinating about you is that, um, you know, in a market like Rhode Island, where I feel like it's a small state, right? But there's so many, it feels like everybody I know is a realtor in some way. <laughs> you tend to stand out. Um, and it, it, you know, maybe I'm biased because I know you, but I mean, like, I feel like you've had billboards up at certain parts that are at certain points that are very eye catching. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. You know, like you, you have videos that you're putting out on Instagram, you're constantly updating your stories, like you're staying active on social media. And I think those are very important things to do to kind of continue to make your presence known. Um, so do you do you do you make a, a, a do you make a specific effort to do that? Or is it just kind of like part of your life now? Because I feel like you've you've taken all these pieces, the the social media, the bodybuilding aspect of your life, the gym. Now it's you're doing like some some MMA stuff. I saw you posted the other day. Like all of these things are like coming together to create this persona. Yeah. And is it? It seems like it's. Is it intentional? Or is it just all fall into place? It's it's yeah. really interesting. It's no, a pretty pretty be, awesome. I used to be swept away by uh, much like that that feather in the forest gum. You know the you know the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I used to be like, let life take me by, you know, I, I was completely content with riding my motorcycle, you know, with my long hair, um, had Saturdays off and, and, you know, the way I live my life now, it is very intentional and it's much more satisfying when I, um, in, uh, inflict my will upon 
world you know what i mean mm -hmm. i like uh um uh, what is the point otherwise if, if i can't if i can't give something like the, with those videos that you mentioned with like the you know the the bodybuilding that's that's really the, the way i've treated my real estate business overall is i i see it as uh a playground where i can um like those videos i it's it's spawned something else that i'm doing now that we can kind of talk about later on but it's it's um uh i get to direct it i get to write it i get to produce it i get to uh light it i get to hire fire people i get to create the content that i want because i i want the public to see a a very specific view of how i how i, I want to see myself you know mm -hmm. This wasn't an accident. It's not, I don't, I, I don't want to be an accident, you know, bad enough, bad enough. I might've been an accident. My mother, I, my mother said, I was fine with horses and dogs. You know, that fucking, I hear that line all the time. I hear the same line from my mother saying she should have divorced my father and all this fucking shit. You know, it's like, I got put here on this planet, I'm, but I'm not going to go quietly. You know, I, I feel yeah. that's kind of my mindset. I love that, man. That's awesome. I think that's cool. Yeah, like you, you will it to happen, you know? Yeah, it's not going to happen otherwise. Like, you, you're not, Tony's not going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, geez, man, how's Don doing? I want to, what, what can I do for Don? Like, you, you, you're not going to say that. As as much as we we love each other or care about each other or or we we have a business relationship or a friendship, you got your wife, you got your kids, you got your dogs, you got your cats, you got your house, you got you got your whole perspective on you. I got to worry about me. Yeah, I'll take care of me for you, and you take care of you for me. That's the Jim Rohn quote. Yeah, and, uh, you know that's kind of the mindset. And always coffees for closers. You know. Right. That's the other one. So um, one of the other aspects that I find interesting um, is the um, I remember because you, you've taken like I said, you've taken aspects of your life and and kind of meshed them into the Don Martone, Martone moves um, persona like there was you have a background in music, um, you know, you play musical instruments. So I know that at one point it was uh, the rock star realtor. And then it was the rock star realtor, you know, and now it's like Martone, Martone moves. So, I mean, do you still keep the other persona? Did you, do you, did you like having that, that music kind of rock star persona oh. attached to it? Or because I feel like now it's, it's, I've seen a slight change, you know, you oh, used right. to have like the longer hair and it did look very rock star. Now it looks like a groomed professional, you know, you look at Metallica at, lately, right? Like, yeah. Metallica, like they, their hair is short now. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Like, but yes, that is a good question. I want to know the answer. Let's as, fucking as, go. As, as, uh, as you say that, um, as, as, uh, positive as you saw that, or as eye catching as you saw that, and, and as, as, as that is, um, I'm a firm believer. Like, I really, even though that was me, that was, I felt as though, um, I was, I saw it as like a character, honestly, I yeah. saw it as somebody who, uh, 
And now I think the, the my goal is to get hate for another reason. And that was is to be the best to 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 absolutely dominate my space and, and have a really clear vision about what I want out of this world. And if I'm being truthful with myself as they're at 39 years old, like living this life, if I'm being truthful, that is not who I am to the point of uh that's not my life anymore i don't i don't play yeah. on stage i do honestly work out i do honestly want to hit people and fight them i do honestly <laughs> i do want to uh sell things and i but i and you know um even with the beard oil stuff it was like perfect alignment when they reached out to me to to you know be a partner and and, and do that perfect alignment with with who and what and how I wanted to execute the next five, 10 years of my life. Like I, I, I mm. want to do some, I want to do some man shit. I want to yeah. take as much responsibility as possible. And I want you to not like me because of my, the way I do things, not because of how you think I do things. Like it's mm. like, I don't want you to already discredit me because I got a girl's blouse on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna fuck that up for you though, because people are gonna like you after this. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, I, I can't help that. I mean, that's just how we operate. But <laughs> I, say, I mean, his beard is looking pretty uh, fresh right now. So uh, his beard has been a lot longer than that too. I mean, like that's that's short for Cooley. I mean, yeah, I remember when I'm it was in like that down here. Right now, when my curls are just like, like what the fuck do I do? With a nice it? wave to it. It does have a nice wave to it. Yeah. Thank you. I grew my beard out once, but I went all like Viking, and then I just like got. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you cut it off, but that's that's on you, bro. I don't know. I miss my chin for a little bit. You know, I want to see my chin again. Anyway, but uh, no, I think, and I think um, that's what that's a very interesting point because when I saw your billboard billboards, and I saw like those, you know, everything you went through to kind of put those, I was like, wow, man, it's like he's got some balls. You know, it's like he doesn't care what anybody thinks. And like it and it's like people can say, oh, like that billboard's crazy. Like, I, I'm not sure if he if, if um you know, that's the right way to approach this. And it's like it doesn't matter if you like it or not. He's approaching it the way that he wants to do it. And honestly, that's all that matters. And you made it work for yourself. And I think that that's awesome, man. Well, to be to be completely honest with you, one of my best clients today mm -hmm. um, in 2023 called me off of that billboard in 2015 when I did it and he did it as a, he said the same thing as you said hey man just like you know I know you hear a lot of shit for this but I really dig it I really dig what you're doing and blah 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 hung up the phone a year went by he he allowed me to uh fucking he, he trusted me with with his asset to sell and I sold it uh with flying colors and and he's been consistently giving me great business ever since and it's like you're absolutely right i mean was it gonna work i don't know but I, it was truthful at the time and that's exactly what i wanted to do at the time for sure yeah, yeah for sure man um one of the things i want to ask you as far as like being in the real estate business now kind of a turn um how do you feel being in real estate it i feel like when 2020 the pandemic happened it was a very like volatile market it was a seller's market as we as i personally found out um 
it was very hard to actually to find a house. <laughs> um, do you feel like the market has changed at all or it's still the same currently? It's going to be a very interesting uh, spring market for sure because, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to interject into it. If, whoever's watching this with with the with the local market as far as overall nationally um the trend is pretty much where we were at um last year um but as far as what's to come i i think that uh it's just you're at a i mean i just read an article the other day it's total stalemate as far as sellers unable to want to come to terms with if i sell this property right now at my three percent interest rate do i want to go into something at a seven percent interest rate and and make that transition so there's mm -hmm. a stalemate there at the end of the day you still got death divorce um you know people having babies people breaking up all those situations are still in place. So it, it's just, I feel it's, it's stacking, stacking, stacking up. Um, and at the end of the day, do the math, 7% interest rate, how much house can somebody afford based upon that? It's the same price range as where everybody else is at. It's, it's yeah. under 400,000 to, to 250,000. And that's where the whole, jam up traffic jam that that you have there so it's uh hopefully i know i spend most of my day trying to create listings and and try to hey hey tony hey you thought about uh, selling your house like that <laughs> that kind of thing or or is an interesting fact like so say say a house goes on the on market on the street mm -hmm. uh, for sale sign goes up in, in your neighborhood when i see an active new listing I mail out that entire street, let obviously avoiding to mail the, the active listing there, but it's statistically proven that a house goes on market in that neighborhood in the next three months, at least three to seven will, uh, a new, new listing. So like, I'm trying to, trying to create listings in that manner because it's just not happening. They're not like. The fact that I worked with you guys as buyers is because I, I genuinely like you guys as individuals. I don't really work with buyers uh, too often. And that's why my, my showing availability was always there. Hey, hey, can we see this house? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Yeah. Most, most agents right now, they, they got this pool of buyers, 30, 40 people that they're working with, and they're all showing them the same house. Yeah. So that to me is not enjoyable. I'd rather have the listing and then you all come to me. Yeah. I, I play better in that that zone where it's where it's it's come to me. I got what you what you need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> come to me, I can help. Superman, man. Um, yeah, right. So here's a here's an interesting question for you. I mean, you the way that you typically do things, or I see you do things is, and you did it with our house, is that you'll you'll you have like a camera guy that comes in and they actually film the inside of the house. You talk about it. You post it on social media so people can see. Um, what they're, or if they're interested in it, you give like a really great tour. Um, do you feel like with the way technology is changing, like, especially in the past couple of years, like, do you think like meta is going to have any type of an effect on real estate or like AI, like stuff like that? Like, I feel like AI people could at some point be taking virtual reality walks through houses. Um, you know, also like, you know, meta is, is 
taking over in a lot of ways. They're doing their own VR headset. So, I mean, do, do you yeah. think that any of that stuff has an impact on, on your business or will? I do. And, and the fact, see how I just said this whole spiel about uh, I'm, I'm a listing guy. Yeah. I'm out of a job at that point because the only surviving, the, the most likely the survivors of this business will be on the buy side. Mm -hmm. Because they're gonna the way the technology moves yeah you're absolutely right virtual tours like the the seller really um if the technology is there in the next you know five to ten years um and there's of course a, a, a nothing happens overnight it's always like even even with the even with the uh, the matterport tours you ever see those where you can go 3d in the house and yeah um, like that took about two to three years for it to be normalized where it's now it's just part of the deal it's just part of the package whereas before it was not really used it take they take way too fucking long to 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 shoot it it's it takes about like seven hours to do the whole house it's not oh my god normal. that's insane but yes that that will affect the technology that the technology will affect on the listing side whereas whereas our service of working with you as a buyer to coach you through and to work and to assist you on the purchase will still be relevant as opposed to uh, the listing side being on display. Most Rhode Island is unique in that way where the listing agent still shows the property uh, traditionally, whereas in Mass, Connecticut, you, you'll never see the listing agent. They just have a lockbox on the door and the buyer's agent lets the person in, you know? Yeah, I've seen that. It just, but that's a, that's a, that's a complete like disconnect, you know? It's like there's no well i mean like you're just showing up there's kind of like a key in a box it's like you know what i mean i'm still used to like people showing you the actual house you know like it's i feel like that's just a traditional way of doing it yeah but like the, the if the guy's a douche like if if the listing agent's a douchebag he can really <laughs> kill the deal like and yeah. i know you've seen it before we've we've walked through houses where where the listing agent hey have you guys seen this it's like bro chill just leave leave my people alone. stop shut the Shut the fuck up. Let, yeah. let's, let, let, let them feel it out. Let them go through it and uh, stop talking to me while I'm trying to talk to my, my client and stop trying to sell me on something. I can, you know, let, let them feel out the house. Yeah, plus, yeah. I feel like we're moving in a direction where the next generation of buyers, like, I mean, they don't care about that personal touch. Like, everybody's faces in their phones they're on facebook they're everything's digital they're, they're talking to each other like through the ether um that i'm I, and listen anybody who's like watching this i'm not like shitting on my audience because i know that's probably the audience that we have but that's just the way that that's the way that things are moving man it's like it's it's going in that direction where everything's just less personal and and having somebody there like physically and and, and to to give you that little bit of a uh a personal flair or touch it's not going to be important i mean i think that uh it's unique this generation is unique in the way where um i don't want to sound uh i don't give a fuck i i mean i think <laughs> i think uh i we, we are relevant i i am very relevant to the transaction i think i i disagree with you to the point where you're saying that it's i think the personal um how am i going to say this the um they need the handheld. They need the hand holding for this. And that's the survival mechanism for us is, is the fact that we have the, we've sold hundreds of houses. We have this experience 
and this generation, the millennial and the gen, what, what's the next one after this? That, that what, like Gen X or whatever, or Zen G, Zen G or Gen Z? Some, some fucking shit. Oh, who knows? Yeah, Gen it's Z. Another generation. It's, it's the next um, one. <laughs> very sensitive in a way where um, they they do need that that hand. That's just that's just from my own personal experience of like walking through hundreds of houses and and seeing these buyers and the way they operate. They almost like they they need they need something else those that transact anyway those the tire kickers maybe their heads in the phone looking at zillow oh is this say it's worth three hundred thousand? yeah they might do that but they're not real buyers because they, they don't even know how to write up the fucking offer you know so um, <laughs> i mean i'll agree with you i will say that like for me personally like i even though i've been through this twice the second time I had a better handle on it, but like the first time I had no idea what the hell was going on. I'm like, I need a house. Like, what do I need to do? Like, there's going to be a tons of paper to sign. Like, what am I looking at? Like, how does the loan fit in? You got to get approved for the. It was a whole process. And I feel like you made it very easy. You know, you, you partnered us with some great people um, and everything just kind of clicked, you know? Yeah. So, and I think, I think, yeah, to some aspect, you do need that when you have no idea how the process works. Um, you need somebody there that can answer your questions on the fly, you know, when needed. Um, cause sometimes it's like, we saw this house, is it available? Oh my God. Like, is it going to be gone tomorrow? Like, can we see it now? You know? So yeah, you, you were, you were right in that. Um, what year did you buy the, the Pawtucket one? Uh, 2016. Yeah. I mean, and, and you ended up, we ended up, uh, trading that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you you time that just right. Same thing, like I said, across the street. It's it's it really is. The fact that you said that I got balls. The fact that you, as a man, I I can't tell you that the, the I, I I deal with this. I I show a property, commercial property. It's a a, a dentist office that they want to convert to a hair salon. This guy is sixty five years old. The wife has more balls than him. He oh, I don't I, I want to I, I can't get involved with that. I, I, I. And like grown ass men in, with the inability to make decisions, take a fucking risk in your life. Look what happens when you do it, it's you're either going to gain or you're going to learn something, you know, yeah. it's, um, you know, so God, you know, God bless you for, for that move and doing it when you did, you know, you had, you know, there was pressure on you. Was, was your wife pregnant at the time? uh no we we not yet no we we just we had like a what she was almost one and a half my first daughter that's right that's like, right yeah. yeah so we're like looking for like a, like yeah. we did we were sold our house and we were like we don't have a place yet <laughs> i was right. like that was so i was like uh where, where are we going <laughs> pressure was on pressure was on yeah <laughs> whereas yeah. Most people whereas most people would fold and and say okay we'll rent We'll go in the, uh, the, whatever that fucking place with the lofts thing, you know, whatever they do yeah, and rent it, you know, you're, you did the right thing. Um, at the time, I think that you, you made the right move. I appreciate that, man. I got um, a question for you. Oh, please. Um, I'm going to, I mean, look, we've been on, we've been on a train ride from beginning of this episode to like now, and I need to like rewind and go back maybe four or five stations uh where okay. it was mentioned that so you not, are doing uh yeah. like some kind of uh what's that i was doing it. Uh, 
You know Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it was it was mentioned that you you were doing uh like MMA stuff. Like what what's that all about? Uh so in 2020 I went through a uh a traumatic <laughs> traumatic breakup. And uh my whole earth was shattered. For the the little boy in me was destroyed. I killed Don Martone. <laughs> I, I killed that that little bitch, right? So I killed that guy. And then I became on a mission to do things that I maybe have had a little apprehension to. So that year, I, I jumped out of a plane three times. I uh, I bought a boat, not not a fan of water, dark water, you know, like, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. I bought a boat. Uh, and to me, the MMA, much like much like uh other things that we can get into but the the i want to get into a ring with another person who wants to hurt me and i don't really i'm not so much concerned about the outcome whether i'm going to win or going to i'm going to lose i want to be tested in that way physically and mentally where i the only problem that i have to solve is to dismantle this guy's face <laughs> and like I want I want that kind of focus um that that's the driving factor because I, I I've been a late bloomer for most of, I mean I feel like I'm really late to the game all these lessons that I'm learning as as an older not an I feel as though I'm 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 in my fucking prime right now like 35 to to 45 is is our as as men this we we ex we ascend as long as you, we keep ambition with us and our purpose and our and our and our mission focused, not pussy focused, not um, my kids, not even my kids focused, but like you're doing your family a disservice. You're doing everybody you fucking know a disservice if you do not live to your fullest potential. So it's like I've never been tested in that way physically, where I can't. I I want to be able to say to myself, I went in. And I got out, or maybe I got out on a stretcher, but like, you know, but I, I want to test myself in that way. And that's, that's what that's about. Yeah. Word. So like if, all right, hypothetical, like if I could get you in the ring with anybody whose like last name is Paul, would you beat the shit out of them for me? <laughs> like Logan Paul, Jake Paul, fucking Rand Paul. I don't give a fuck. If their last name is Paul, I want them fucking, I want their face broken. <laughs> oh. Um, and I say it with a smile. Oh, I mean, Paul, he's uh, it should be on a hashtag on here with so you could get some fucking likes on this thing. <laughs> um, he hits if, if you look at the way he hits, he hits a, he's he's really fucking he, 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 packs he a like, punch. um, yeah, but he really he really uh communicates it like as far as like if you're looking at boxing, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, you gotta you're coming from you're coming from the body he like really like i mean so any kind of that's why they that's why they kind of bust his balls all the time because he's not a technically good mm. boxer he's just kind of a, a slugger in a, in a way and i'm sure obviously and you got to give the guy fucking credit he's going he's going out and trying to test himself in that way and he's got the attitude he's got the fuck obviously you're, we're talking about him we don't even know who the fucking guy is but oh yeah 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 getting laid he's fucking making money and and doing whatever so <laughs> right yeah I would get 
It's true. Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. <laughs> uh, I, so I think, I think I can make it happen. Don, <laughs> talk to us about about the beard oil, man. The boss, because that was that was a dope video. That was cool. So talk to us about how that happened. They hit you up. Well, I, uh, I, I actually the pandemic was the they, this company was actually called Beard the Men. Um, and through Instagram, through whatever kind of stuff, uh, I, I'm not sure the connection, but I ended up coming across their, their beard oil. It's a local, locally sourced Providence guys, Rhode Island guys, uh, all natural products. They come out with this product called Beard the Men. It's 2020, the pandemic, and um, I'm dabbling in producing videos. I'm dabbling in doing other stuff with, with the real estate. And I really saw that as an opportunity to, I, again, identify with the guy that I think I, I am inside, you know, mm -hmm. what I'm like it's, it's, I wanted to, I want to be perceived in a certain way, the way I really feel. And that's, I, I want to be myself. So it's like that particular brand, I really got hooked on and then they fucking went away. They, they actually went offline for a little bit and then they came back out and rebranded it ri grooming company which is I, I i can't speak for the company but i can say that uh it almost appears that they're going to dabble into other grooming products so they want to can't be called beard the men whatever mm -hmm. yeah, i'm not speaking for them but um rhode island grooming company had reached out we still stayed connected and they said hey we're doing this uh this partnership where if you promote this this brand um, we'll, we'll give you, you know, certain, uh, fucking monetary compensations. Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and I said, yes, yeah, send me, send me the samples. And I opened the sample and it's got the VP, the CEO, the CEO, the executive and the boss. I saw that name. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my fucking office chair and I looked at my office and I just had a meeting with one of the, the agents and I'm like, all the wheels started <laughs> connecting to, I saw the video, I saw the cigars, I saw the gym, I saw the, and I saw, and I, I heard the words in my soul, what that meant to me. But mm -hmm. it wasn't there. It wasn't there. And only after we shot the video, we, we shot the full thing. You know, I had the chick in the bed. I'm waking up next to her. You know, half of that right. cut out because her tits are in it the whole time. <laughs> and, you know, and so that got cut out. And uh, I'm watching it. We did another cut of it. And then it, it came to me, the, the words came to me i was actually woke up in the morning i got in the shower which i don't normally do i don't usually because i'll go right to the gym and then i'll shower at the gym whatever it's fucking it flooded the whole it, the the whole voiceover flooded the whole script i wasn't always like this i never cared this much i never had this much on the line mm -hmm. you know um it just it just came to, i had a vision i took action now to me there was nothing more important to life than this, to take control, to become my best, so much so that others take notice. Honor it, own it, become it, the boss. 
Like it just it that that divine Bob Dylan Rolling Stone fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. right, right. And it, and I ran over to my guy and I said fucking rec-. and I had I had a really good horsey throat that morning. I was like fucking let's record it right now. <laughs> and I get awful. That's that's that creative thing. Like I I am that like that artist that I that I was back in the day, like painting and. And then even doing the music, like to me, what I'm doing now is a culmination of all of my passions mm-hmm. together. And now I get to project it out, sell a great product to this guy with the curly chin <laughs> and and fucking make some money man, and fulfill my mission. My mission this year is to help one million men lead better lives. There you go. And want to laugh? Yeah. Please. <laughs> 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 laugh. Fucking, so I never used to tell anybody my goals. I never used to. It was very private. It was something dear to me. And I started writing them again. I have I have my, my living room out there with the fireplace. I started writing my goals down. And I've been seeing this woman. For about a year now, we've been getting kind of close, and uh, she's uh, an entertainer. She's mm-hmm. the she's a very, very beautiful, exotic uh, Egyptian black woman. Very, and she's so, so like needy in a way, loving kind of. And she just, you know, she kind of slithers around. She fix, she cook, you know, looks at my shit and does all. And she read my my uh, my goals, and we're at the club. The, the the following night we're at the club dancing and stuff and some guy came up to me and he's you know, asking about my suit and everything and we had this intimate kind of conversation and I fucking had this really man kind of this kid like had no father or whatever and then I look over at her and she goes that's one down like now it's now it's like okay. Now I'm at nine hundred ninety nine thousand eight hundred and fifty nine. Like now I now I can, now I can really have that accountability where it's it's real and it it is real. Like it's very quickly you could get to a million fucking people. Yeah. Whether it's beard oil, put, get, making them smell fucking better, making them have a better life. Whether it's training people, personal training, making workout videos. Whether it's doing a documentary on what it means to be a man or like what whatever that is, or just even. In general, walking into a space, dominating my fucking space, looking fresh, and then have somebody come up to me and say something like that and 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 have that effect on somebody. That's why I'm on this fucking planet, is because I was a shithead, loser, no ambition, complacent, scared little fucking pussy ass boy. That's Don't what I'm ever let me hear you talk about yourself like that again, young man. Come on now, <laughs> No, you got to be honest. You got to be honest with yourself. And I was that. Mm-hmm. Now I am not that. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be that. But as I get older, my circle's getting smaller and tighter and tighter. I want like a group of like solid fucking dudes. Yeah. Around in my in my tribe in my in my sphere, that. Because it's a cruel fucking world out there. Well, that's what they say. You are who you surround yourself with. Yeah. You know? So I think it's important the amount of... I think it's important the people that are in your circle. Well, 
yeah, like there's a lot of people out there trying to, to, it's like, you ever see that, um, you see that Harrison Ford doing the, he's on, he's doing that show now, the. Oh, shrinking. No, the, the, the. With Kevin Costner's show. The, oh, uh, uh, isn't it like 1913 or if I've got the name of it, but it's yeah, Yellowstone, Yellowstone, Yellowstone. Yeah. It's a, it's, there's that opening line, opening monologue that he's telling his son. Yeah. The biggest danger right now ain't wolves, ain't fucking, it's other men trying to take what we built. And it's like, that's the world in general nowadays. Like, it, it's a very dark, cruel place. And, and you got to, like, really know who's in that sphere because it's, 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 um, I'm not going to get burned. You know, I'm not, I don't want to get burned. Really yeah. Yeah. Well, not, gotcha. not, not willingly anyway. If right. you want man, if you want like man number two to like help, like I'm down to get trained. I mean, I can't, I can't do this shit. What you're doing. Like fucking like, can you even button that shit at the top? I don't think <laughs> does, it, like, does it reach? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only guy I know that that constantly can leave a shirt open like that. Like, dude, I I don't know how you stay warm. I don't know how you do. It. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it, man. I, I got I got titties, and I ain't even got cleavage, man. Like it's like it's just like you got titty, like man titties. Or you man titties, yeah, man. I need to get rid of that shit. Help me out. <laughs> well, I mean, your your buddy over here, Tony. He's got some. He's got some knowledge. He knows what he's doing. I thought yeah. you were gonna say he's got some man titties. I'm like. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely don't. I'll say that. No, I mean, it was, it, oh, dude, it was awesome working out with you. It definitely was. Um, everyone, you, I, I think it was like what a month ago you reshared that picture of me in the gym, like lifted. That yeah. was a good time. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I am 50 though. So, I mean, like, you know, when you're 50, if your skin looks like this, then we can talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you 50 really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. May. No, he's not. Is he? Yeah. He, he'll show you his license. He's not I lying. I will. He's not lying. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, Don, you could, Cooley, you guys should link up and uh, get that beard oil, man. You know, you got like a discount. You got like a discount code. <laughs> Martone Moves is the discount. Code. Martone Moves, man. There you go. All right. Grooming Co. And then, uh, I mean, I would highly suggest The Boss, which is, yeah. it's got notes. <laughs> it's got a little tobacco. Uh, it's got a little uh, amber. Um, really nice. nice smoky kind of musky uh uh scent to it that's that's one of my favorites i like that again i like that I sounds saw, good when i saw the print on the label when i saw the font it all like it, it came all together like i can i can use that i see that, that i can make something of that you know yeah yeah so i want to oh sorry cooley go ahead i'll say what is it com. okay um, I want to take a step back to, um, because we've kind of mentioned this in, in passing and we just started talking about it again, but, um, obviously, you know, you're in shape, man. You've talked about bodybuilding. You go to the gym consistently. I remember there was a big like change in you physically that you kind of even mentioned, uh, on social media at some point where it was like, we did designated driver. And then I think it was like a couple of years after that, you started getting like really hardcore to working out again. And then you were in like a professional bodybuilding competition. 
I feel like that in itself takes a tremendous amount of discipline. So what, what changed? Like what happened where you just decided to go down that road and really pursue it? Because now I feel like it's just a, a serious, you're not, I mean, you're not, um, as you know, bodybuilding, like cut, because obviously that's, you're in a competition, but you still keep up with it, man. You still look great. So, I mean, what, what changed from when I first met you to when you started working out hardcore? What changed? Um, cause obviously there was a, a motivation to do that. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I have a strange, I think it has to do with, um, my OCD. It has to do with like, uh, very obsessive. Like I can, uh, I'm never satisfied. So I think, uh, if I was on a track for that, uh, I mean, if you're, re you're relating to the bodybuilding show, mm -hmm. uh, I was just, uh, I went on a train and I, I just stood on it. Um, and I got to learn my body very well. And, it, and I think, uh, like for me to get lean, I, to do that show, I didn't do an ounce of cardio. Um, all I did was stop drinking, honestly. <laughs> I stopped, uh, you know, my tequila, my margarita, uh, mm -hmm. but, um, I was absolutely obsessed with, um, seeing the show through even though i didn't feel great about it i didn't feel like i was ready to do it i set a date and i was very adamant that i was gonna you know fit see it through and you know i ended up you know three or four days later looking the best i ever looked as opposed to because that's you know that's the thing you you're so tense you're so like up wound up, you're dieting all the way up to the show where it's, you know, and you read every book saying with Arnold, he ate a fucking cherry pie a week before he didn't give a fuck. That's how yeah. confident he was. I wasn't at that level where I, I could risk that. I, I got so fucking very emaciated and I was, you know, I, I, uh, I didn't place last. I think out of 30 guys, I was 11th. That's awesome, man. For your first show. I mean, 11th is amazing. Well, I was, I was actually the lightest guy. I fucked up the weight because I was 166. And had I been 165, I would have been the heaviest guy in the lightweight. Instead, I was the lightest guy in the heavyweight. Thing. I got you. <laughs> right. so, I, that's what happened to me, though, is I fucked up and I listened to Arnold and I just, <laughs> you know. Is it absolutely I, I kind of, I was there, you know what I'm saying? I was there. I did have that confidence. I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking eat this cherry pie. And, <laughs> but I, I just, it, yeah, it didn't work out for me. Stop the cherry pie. <laughs> Put the cherry pie down. <laughs> I got the book right here. To be real, uh, his diet, the 1970 bodybuilder, it was peanut butter, jelly sandwiches, cheese sandwiches. I mean, they were on D ball and, and every, any kind of, you know, they, they were, it was not as regimented as it was today. I mean, they worked out far harder and, and longer than the guys today. But I think, I think the, the bodybuilders today, they do a lot of focus on the diet. Whereas back in the day, it was all about the workout fucking marathon workouts, four hours in the morning, four hours at night, you know, uh, so yeah, you could eat that cheese sandwich. You, you, you could down it with a quart of whole milk and have five raw eggs and do all that shit, you know? So 
His workout was insane too. I remember I I remember uh I was watching like the making of Predator and uh they were talking to all the other people that were on set with him and they're like, "Oh, he, you know, he he was like, "Oh, we got to get up in the in the morning at 4 a.m. 5 a.m." He's like, "We're going to run 6 miles through like the the you know the the jungle he's like then we're gonna film for 14 hours and then at night he'd run like another four miles before he went to bed it's like that guy's that guy is a machine you know and there's not a lot of people that are built to handle that and i think he's just like unbelievable discipline and motivation you got to have for that i mean it's and i'm you know i'm not i'm not shooting that way but the guy had a fucking beautiful body like yeah he no he did i mean total proportioned like in in all the if if you see pumping iron i've seen it you watch that fucking movie there's there's a shot where he's he's doing the rows like he's got if if when you see him as a a 16 year old like if, if you look at him in in his very early bodybuilding like when he just was a teenager um he's got very he's kind of like me in a way where i don't have thick wrists so he's not really that big mm. he's he but fortunately his muscles like hang they're like this they call muscle bellies like they he's got very narrow joints and then the muscle kind of sits where it sits so he's just a freak of fucking nature you know yeah so when he would flex and be like pop like like but he'd walk around you'd, you'd see him in a suit he didn't really look that jacked but right. when he took off the suit and you know gave you a front double bicep it like fucking blew your mind you know? right <laughs> the guy's insane i mean that's that's why he won so many competitions you know what right. i mean he's the man and inspired so many people and, and his story is like he wanted you to every time you picked up a weight in a gym wherever you were in the world he wanted you to think of him that was his mission he wanted everybody to equate bodybuilding with him yeah well he succeeded because 90 uh, percent of people 95 percent of people do you yeah. know, I, I think if you're in the gym lifting weights as a guy, you definitely think about Arnold Schwarzenegger at least once, yeah. <laughs> yeah. once, once per workout, <laughs> you, yeah. know, so, you know, like that picture of him where he's kind of lean forward and he's just looking up, but he's got like oh, yeah. the jack shoulders, you know, like I'm always picturing that picture and I'm working out, you know, like how insane his workouts were. So it's, it's crazy, but yeah, but they, they, he is. Right? Yes. Right. You, yeah. do, you do acting, right? You're, you're, you do acting. Is that what you, is that how you say it? Do you do acting or you, you just act like what? It, I, anyway, He's an actor. Get my point, you know, you're an actor, right? Like, so, so I guess my question is since you're an actor and you also are like this, like, you know, body building machine, right? Love. What is your, what is your, what is your role? Like your, your dream role? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, if you look around behind me, like you know the answer that I'm looking for. I'm a fucking nerd, dude. Just <laughs> just tell me that you want to be a Marvel character. If anyone, I don't give a fuck. Just tell me, and we can. Gremlin. <laughs> no, it's E.T. And then he's got like yeah, Spider-Man, Iron Man, all, all like superheroes guys up here, and Stanley over there, and. I mean, like every all, all, all these celebrities, man, they get like jacked, and you know, they end up being like, you know, Captain America and Wolverine. Like, it doesn't have to be like a superhero, but do you have like a dream role that you would want to play? I, I honestly, uh, it's, it sounds corny. I don't know. I kind of, kind of tapping into what, what you're talking about, but um, I have a fantasy that I kind of did. I kind of executed, but I didn't really execute it. 
and that's running slow motion. <laughs> the, the, one of the videos that I put out in, during the pandemic was me in a vacant, empty city. I shot it at, at, at nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, or actually it was like eight o'clock in the morning or whatever. I remember that one. Yeah. And like, uh, like Tom Cruise shit, you know, I want, like, that's my mission impossible. Like what, what, what's your, your question is what's the role? Yeah, what what's your what what's your dream role? What do you want to do? Uh, I mean, somebody if, James Bond, a James Bond secret agent, any kind of like um, to me, Casino Royale is if I could live that life of that character, I would fucking do that in a heartbeat. Daniel Craig nailed that role. That's uh, a toss up between that and actually uh, either Christian Bale Batman or Robert Pattinson Batman. I think that they both nailed it. That world. Like I, I, that's why I love Batman. I think like if I made enough fucking money, I will have a Batman. <laughs> yeah, man. I would drive. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta find your Lucius Fox. You know who can make that car for you. Yeah, no, I just fucking somebody a bit like some asshole will build it. You know, you don't need. To run. <laughs> no, you don't need it to really perform. You just need it to. Perform. You just want to drive a, a fake Batmobile. <laughs> have you seen the Jay Leno where he drives the Tumbler? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. That that's insane. It's like it's functional, but it's not exactly something you you'd be like happy to take a chicken or something. You know, it's like yeah, you know. no, no. That's if you're just gonna you know roll through a building and screw something up. That's, that's well, so. my ideal role is is probably um, I would say Mission Impossible 1990. I think it was 1996. That movie changed my life when I saw Tom Cruise do that movie. Okay. Um. So what I'm hearing is Nick Fury, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I love what you do with that. That makes sense. In the Marvel universe, right? Like, well, I think the is, world yeah. needs probably the world needs a good Metal Gear Solid movie. Oh, dude, I would do Solid Snake. I would do Solid Snake. That's it. Solid Snake done. Let's yeah. do the movie tomorrow. We'll start. I they haven't made that yet. I heard some talks about that, but um... I'll start 3D printing the costume right now. Yeah, Did you uh, <laughs> just got to send me the size, man. That's it. <laughs> I'll start 3D printing the costume right now. <laughs> I'll have it. I'll have with the, with my 3D printer. I'll have it ready by December. It's, uh, it's children's medium. That's what it says. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Medium. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> probably right. Like, I, I could see you trying to rock that though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Don. Uh, so. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. So you're, I know that you're like into acting, you're into movies. Give me like your top three movies of all time. Cause you said you're one time you're like a Brando guy, right? So I feel like you probably got some classics in there. That's what I'm guessing. I'm looking at them right now. Um, good, the bad, the ugly. Nice. Um, the wild one. Okay. Uh, Legends of the Fall, Brad Pitt. Oh, that. that's a good one, dude. That's a good one. If that's a character, the the wild fucking. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Legends of the Fall. I never would have. I would have never picked anybody to say. That's a good one, man. I, honestly, I I love. Uh, actually, I'm looking at it right now. It's on a VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I I still have this. Look at this fucking thing. <laughs> Tom Selleck, Mr. Baseball. <laughs> yes, dude. Tom Selleck. 
some reason, this movie, it's like one of those movies, it's, you put it on and it's like just a feel good. I love the, what year was this? 92, 1992. That's one of my favorite movies. I like, uh, I mean, yeah, that's probably the top. Uh, and I went a diff few different directions there. I mean, there's, there's so many. There's so many. Um, no, is that is that your preferred format? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't rewind. Do you still actually have a VHS player that you could play that on? Oh. No, I just like, I like old shit. I'm, I'm. It's, it's i hear you man dude it's nostalgia that's what it is know, i was asking because there are people like you know like their, their preferred listening format is vinyl right like it's like a certain yeah. it's just a certain feel that they want from what they're enjoying right like their entertainment just has a certain feel that brings them back to maybe like an earlier stage in their life or maybe to experience something that they never experienced i mean i'm not sure like what the reasons are but yeah i mean that's that's it's totally legit i think i missed that i mean i, I still have honestly truth be told the i still have a dvd player but honestly i i had since the pandemic after i melted I, I literally melted like like uh i became like this fucking i don't, I don't even know like a pyro <laughs> no, no i mean i just like i, I just got to play super nintendo yeah <laughs> like my brain just I, and it was, it was disgusting. It was like, so now I haven't even actually, the only movie I actually have watched probably is, is Batman with the uh, Robert Patterson, that new one. Yeah. What'd you think I, of it? I can't sit down and I feel like my, my life is ending minute by minute. If I sit down and watch a movie, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. You feel like, yeah, you feel like you're missing out or there's something else you should be yeah, doing. I could be yeah. out doing. I could be out making my own movies. I could be out doing whatever, you know? Yeah. What did you think of uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman? Did you, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? I honestly do. I think he nailed it. I yeah. think uh, there's a lot of great moments. Um, you know, uh, you know, New Year's. You know, he's, he, <laughs> he was fucking. Uh, there's a lot of great scenes in that movie, and it's it really it's, is. If it was real, if Batman fucking was real, that's what you would see. If like. Because look, think about it. Christian Bale's Batman. The first thing I would do if I saw that Batmobile, I'd say, who the fuck could afford that fucking thing? It's probably Bruce Wayne. You know? <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas this, you know what I'm saying? Whereas this Batman was like, he's got a fucking gimp mask on. It's, it's wet. It's dirty. And the car looks like it's a refurbished fucking you know chevrolet or something it's like it's it it looks like it could be it couldn't happen you know mm -hmm. yeah, yeah but he, then again like this that's supposed to be like bruce wayne batman like in his infancy so i think eventually he will get to like the christian yeah, bale batman you know? i still think you're gonna see it a little bit dirty i think it's gonna oh be, yeah you know speaking of dude i thought colin farrell was awesome he's like just unrecognizable yeah. in this the penguin he was phenomenal even the new photos of him i, ca I caught those Cause you know, you know how Facebook works. You like click on one thing and all of a sudden it's fucking it's a wormhole penguin all over the fucking place. Yeah. And John uh, Turturro. What's that? John Turturro was freaking chef's kiss. Yeah. He was oh, good. Yeah. Perfect. He was yep. good. Dude, he was that excellent. was the most Batman Batman out of all the Batmans. It was yeah. the most Batman Batman. Yeah. Well, the one thing I one thing I liked about it too was that if you ever played the Batman games like I did, like Arkham Knight, Arkham Asylum, like he was Batman was essentially a detective, 
and he was a detective in like the comic book. So you got to see Batman as a detective. He would go yeah. to the crime scenes and figure it out with them, you know. So I thought that was a very interesting take that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Like he wasn't like Alfred. I need a new toy. Like yeah. he was like out there. He was out there solving crimes and shit. Like he was. I mean, they really were. Matt Reeves, the director, was not afraid to sit in the moment and just let the scene play out. I think a lot of it, a lot of previous incarnations of Batman. Imagine being George Clooney though. Oh god! Written off <laughs> like they got. They try to whatever ad you see about all the Batman's. He's just not present in that thing. But I think that's the way that he wants it. He even said he wants nothing to do with like bat. Like he's like, I was not Batman. That was ne- I was never supposed to be cast as Batman. So it's just I don't know. It was really poorly made. Joel Schumacher films. <laughs> yeah, and you know, don't even get me started. Imagine if Keaton actually accepted that role too in, in Batman Three with the with the because they they reached out they said you know because they Tim Burton didn't want to do it anymore Joel Schum what is his name Schum- Joel Schumacher yeah yeah and he pitched Michael Keaton the idea that Michael Keaton was like no I'm not fucking doing that that's no that's too I mean light. was that the like, one with the Riddler yeah 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 we got. We got away. We just got away from that. From Adam West, we're trying to do dark fucking Gotham here, and you want me to fucking wear that? Yeah, and you want me to have like show like you want me to wear a bat suit with like nipples on it? Like, come yeah. on. Man. I mean, I wouldn't minded that. I would have done it. But... <laughs> I would have done it. That's your dream role, Batman Three, yeah, Batman even, Forever. They wouldn't even need it to be like <laughs> built into the suit. Like he just fucking he'd just do one of these before it started, and just be like, boom. But I mean, even with that, <laughs> as, as as stupid as it was, great <clears throat> soundtrack. It 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 wasn't as bad as it could have been. Then they fucking put Batgirl in the light. I mean, it's just just try to like throw everything at it instead of yeah. with Robin Patterson. Stick to just it's fucking Batman. Fucking it's Batman. And they, yeah, they put, Batman. They put the girl from fucking Clueless in there. Yeah, it was Alicia Silverstone. She came in as Batgirl, like the like the end of like the the fourth movie with George Clooney. Yeah, like look, all the shit people get for like you know trying to put women in strong roles and shit like that. That was one of those roles that it should have. That's that's what it should have been. Like that role was like, oh man, like it was just like, what the fuck does Batgirl exist for? Like, what is what's the? Oh yeah, actually, you're saying this. Look what they just did. They they got rid of that. They canned that fucking movie. That yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can't. So, did you see the fucking costume they had her in? Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> that was pretty so bad. Fucking corny, so corny. Was it bad? Yeah, my like, had yellow. It's like, it was pretty horrible. Yeah, just Google it, dude. It's the worst. <laughs> so. Oh, now you're saying I'm more geeky than you. I know about that movie. You don't no, know about good. That? Yeah, I mean, fucking good on you, bro. Like that's that's awesome. I'm the nerd. You put me on. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, make, I'll make sure everybody knows that you're more nerdier than than Keely. That's fine. That's no, great. man. That's awesome. Uh, uh, let's see. We got, I'm looking it up right now. If, if you're wondering what I'm doing, Batgirl. Oh, he's got, he's got to look it up in the moment to see exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> that was where Keaton was supposed to make his re-debut was in that movie. Well, Keaton's coming back in The Flash. That's the one that he's actually coming back. They had the, the big. Fucking terrible. I, I can't. I can't. It's too much, dude. 
I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited to see Keaton back as Batman, though. I, I like for the 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 small amount of time that he's going to be in the movie. I am a big Keaton fan. Keaton is my favorite Batman. He's not in the world. He's in the, he's in a world where there's fucking Supergirl in it. It's, I know, dude, but I'm just saying it. But it's a it's a it's a multiverse story. It's still, I still hey, I still got to see it. I still got to see it because it's Keaton. That's all. It's your money, dude. It's your money. It is. I will that probably pay for a ticket to see that. I mean, come on. I go towards your mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the twenty-five for a ticket. Give me a break, dude. That Batgirl <laughs> costume's awful, by the way. It is. That shit looks like she went to Spirit Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fight crime this year. <laughs> Sixty dollars. <laughs> we get candy at some houses. Oh my um, god! I want to be sexy, Batman. And it's like they failed in every way. It's like not even fucking sexy. I pull off a Bane. You probably get away with Bane. You know. Yeah. yeah. Bane was cool. Yeah. Bane's Tom Hart. It's, uh, Tom you, Hart. You do Bane. Oh, you could do Bane. I do Bane. I want to. Yeah. Be. You could do Bane. I think you'd probably be better than Tom Hardy. Wow. But you'd have to do like that, Tom, like not like oh, Tom Hardy. Gentlemen, would you do that voice? Would you oh. like you know? <laughs> and I want to be clear: I love Tom Hardy. I think he's fucking great. I love, I love I mean, everything that he's been in. But I hated him as Bane because it just wasn't the character. Like that's not Bane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a risk too he took to like imagine yeah. going to the director and saying, "Hey, listen, I'm going to make up my own accent on this one." <laughs> well, actually, I watched something on him the other day where he. I'll have to send it to you later. He was. uh it was somebody funny. had asked him about it where it, there was some like old time like wrestler who actually just like romanian wrestler that used yeah. to talk like that right. and he used to watch him and that's how he came up with the voice and then he went to christopher nolan he was like hey he's like we could go like really like traditional like you know villain voice he's like oh we could go with this voice and he did it for him and christopher nolan was like nah he's like let's do it he's like everybody's gonna either hate it or they're really gonna love it and tom hardy was like and everybody loved it and then he was like they started laughing because you know you got like a lot of flack for it you know but i don't know it's something about that voice i found very interesting it's like it it was a, 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 a it was just a part of the character that made me want to know more about him like yeah. why does he talk like that what's his deal it just made him more interesting so it worked for me but a lot of people hated it you know so who played bane in the other one was it like in the schumacher shit was it like, i forgot who it was, was. It, like it george was, the animal steel or some shit it was two people obviously it was one guy just like the small dude and then it was like a bodybuilder who actually like when he turned into bane it was a, a professional bodybuilder who actually has since passed away i forgot his name it was like either george the animal steel or like fucking bam bam bigelow or one of those fuckers but yeah but the cost look that that bane like the look was more bane than this one but like even that one, like they fucked it up because like he was like a dumbass. Like he was just, he's he was just super stupid. Like it, like Bane is supposed to be like Batman's equal, like mentally. Like yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Nobody gives it. Nobody, nobody in this room gives a shit about what I'm saying right now because like I just, I just, I'm a it. nerd. Nobody else is a nerd. <laughs> you I talking about? about it. Uh, I'd rather be with. I'd rather. I'd rather be lifting weights too. Let's put it that way. But I can't because I have a bad back and I'm almost fifty and my my hips out and I have bad I mean, knees. You said you were fifty. Now it's almost fifty. <laughs> well, in May. In May. In May. Yeah. In May. Uh, I, I I speed it up and I slow it down. That's what I do. I'm 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 fifty. I'm almost fifty. You know, uh, depends on the day. What else you speed up and slow down? Uh, shit, man. So much. 
<laughs> all kinds of shit. Well, with all that shit on the back wall, I know you're living at home. I am. Killing it. Yeah. My home. Oh, you got a house? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost 50. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> no, I think my mom's basement. Like, <laughs> my parents aren't even alive. <laughs> so I think what we're hearing is is Don's dream role is most likely Batman. <laughs> I think I think that's what it is deep down. We had, there's some passion that came out about Batman for sure. Um, well, I got one final question for you. You talked about um, you know, you had a plan, you had goals. Where do I see myself in five, 10 years? Well, as of now, what do you see for yourself in five or 10 years? Or where do you want to be in five to 10 years? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I see myself, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, as I'm progressing with, with what I've been doing as of late, um, I see the real estate, uh, portion of my own personal stuff kind of accumulating. Um, I would like to have a legacy get started here. I'd like to, uh, it'll up little little kind of little martones running around i think that i think it's time in my life where i'm accepting of the fact that uh time to leave it in there don and don't pull it out you know <laughs> kind of like one of those you know i i kind of have that <laughs> the phrase the phrasing of that is just so don martone i love it dude leave it in leave it in uh and not and not have the fear of that's uh, that's one of those challenges dude. it's like will i be able to take because i think that's part of being that's one of the biggest things and and you know it as a father um uh that's when you probably become the man you're supposed to be is when you take on responsibilities that are greater than just your own it's it's like you're taking on other people's stuff mm -hmm. so I, i'd like to get take on that challenge and i think uh certainly like to do that before my mother uh passes on i think she's uh you know she's getting older and it's like i'd like her to know that there's a martone out there another martone you know mm -hmm. out there i think that that might be for me um but uh i certainly certainly will be my own on my own terms i don't think uh uh it's gonna be it's not gonna be like cookie cutter marriage kind of thing i think it might be something along the lines of uh, my own way you know that mm -hmm. I, it's different but yeah it's gonna be part of part of your plan you know for sure right now from i 2020 rolled around i did not see myself with this mindset uh at that time and, and but i was open to that and i did a lot of fucking work on myself a lot of fucking work um so and that comes from being open to other things so to say where i'm at i could say it's it's on the ascent um on to my mission of helping a lot of guys and uh lead better lives you know 
if you had one word of advice for like all the guys out there, you know, just like, what would you say? Like, what, what would you recommend they do or what, what phrase would you give them if they feel stuck? Do it. I don't know exactly what they want to do. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. That's that's do it. Do 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 the thing. Do it. I have a saying too. I I may not always be. <laughs> I may not always be right, mm-hmm. but I'm never wrong. Like you don't have to be polite all the time. Like I was, I was trying to please people far too long uh, in my life. And I was always the, the one with the bad jokes and in, you know, the, the one that got picked on and all that kind of stuff, uh, same bullshit story you hear all the time. But um, to do the thing, to do it, you have to a lot. I think the biggest plague on men's existence right now is that they the inaction of the the, the inaction so you, to say when i say do it do it hmm. Fuck, do something even if it's wrong do something <laughs> you know, um you'll find out a little bit about yourself along the way awesome man that's that's great i love that um well listen don uh i just want to thank you for coming on the podcast tonight man this was so much fun uh we dude we got to talk about a lot of stuff including batman i didn't see that coming but i love that uh that was awesome um so just great to have you on man thank you so much uh cooley do you have any closing words uh, uh, yeah no i mean we should we should definitely <laughs> yeah. uh we should definitely work on uh getting together for like a a, a pose off for mm-hmm. uh for charity yeah, you and me, just. Uh, I mean, I could. <laughs> He's gonna post off for charity. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the the elbow ripping out of the shirt. Oh my god! Here we go. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, this is this is this is gonna be just for our Patreon. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could post oh, like, there it is. There it is. The Arnold, and now and Don, and now that you have your shirt off, this would be a perfect time. Where can where can people find you? Your website, your 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 beard oil. Just go to, to martomoves.com. That'll take you to. I mean, I'm mostly active on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash martomoves. Yeah. Uh, YouTube is big right now. I'm trying to put that channel out there, uh, and it's. I think the handle is just martomoves. You'll you'll find it. Awesome. And what what would we need to uh, get exclusive rights to the uncut uh, boss video? Another <laughs> <laughs> business that we can do a next podcast on. I'll tell you all about that one too. All right, all right, <laughs> Don, you're the man. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll talk soon, buddy. Hey, see you later. All right, take it easy. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for checking out this episode, and we truly appreciate your support. If you are listening to this episode, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and rate it to help us share these conversations with others who may enjoy it. If you're watching the show on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe and click that notification bell so you can be notified as soon as we drop new and exciting content. Thank you so much again for joining and be sure to tell your friends, just make sure you don't call us Anthony.